No one saves us but ourselves. No one can and no one may. We ourselves must walk the path. Gautam Buddha Welcome to Self-Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about what it means to be on the path. And perhaps it's a phrase that you've heard before. So let's take a look at what it really means to be on the path. Essentially, being on the path means that you've made a choice toward psycho-spiritual growth in your life, achieving the highest self that you can be. So we'll break it down. The psychological part of psycho-spiritual growth is the work that you do with a therapist or a counselor to deal with and heal with traumas or dysfunctional behavior or any kind of block to your happiness or your contentment in life. The spiritual part is that choice that we make to remember our connection to source and live that connection to source. And you may also do this work with a therapist or a counselor or a spiritual advisor. It is rare but possible to do this work on your own, but it really does help to have a guide as you move along the path. And making the choice to step on the path toward this fullness, this wholeness of being psycho-spiritually, of growth to becoming your highest self, is a lot of work. It's a journey. And you have to pack well for that journey. And you won't at first, at all. You might have too many energy bars and not enough warm socks. You know, we make mistakes on the path. We fall back into old patterns of dysfunction all the time. So along this journey, you'll dump some of the stuff you don't need and you'll add other stuff. In other words, you'll have tools that you will learn along the journey. Experience will also add to your bag. Experience is light, but it changes you. It's vital, but it's light, like oxygen, which you definitely need on a long journey. It becomes part of who you are. It works itself into the fiber of your being. So as you're along the path of trying to heal old wounds, remember your connection to source and live that connection, you'll take several steps forward. You'll fall down. You'll fall into a ravine. So the point is, it's a long journey, and it's a journey that you take consciously. And it doesn't really matter when you begin that journey. It just matters that you do. So sometimes we encounter, or most of the time, we encounter obstacles on that path. You may have doubt, and that generally is the sense that what you're doing is too painful and maybe the wrong move anyway. What that is, is the ego being threatened by your decision to dismantle some of the dysfunctions. Let's talk for a brief minute, really brief, about the ego. The ego, and we've talked about the ego before in this podcast, the ego is fantastic for a few reasons. It's, it's a great thing to help you not walk into oncoming traffic. It lets you know there are other things out there that could harm you. 
Uh, it's really great for remembering your name at a cocktail party. It's really great for socializing so that you can interact as a being with other beings. But by its very nature, the ego serves to remind us that we are separate from the great cosmic continuum. In other words, there's me over here and there's you over there. That's the ego saying there's this I thing. Now, yes, that is true. There is the I thing. But it is not the end of the story. Because the truth is, we are all connected. So how do you negotiate this interplay between the ego and the sense of oneness with all beings, right? So when you step onto the path and when you start to do this work, one of the very first obstacles you may encounter is that sense of doubt. This is not the right thing for me. This is way too hard. Who do I think I am anyway? I don't want to be this meditating, blissed out idiot. Well, that's the ego trying to trip you up and get you back to the part where you are completely focused on yourself. So we thank the ego and we give it a cookie and send it to the back of the bus and then you drive the bus. Your highest self is driving the bus. There's fear. We also encounter fear. What will happen to me, the me that I know, if I step on this path and really follow it fully? What happens then? We're going to talk about that in a minute, but there's definitely some fear. Every time we set out on an adventure, we have fear. That's okay. That'll keep you alert. So doubt? Good. Have doubt. Don't let it drive the bus. Fear? Great. Now you're, you're alert. You may also encounter an immense sense of confidence. This is the flip side. This is also the ego saying, I'm better than everyone else because I'm on the path. And that also is a separation. So be wary of that. That's an obstacle to dismantling the wounds, and remembering your connection to source. And again, we're going to talk about this in a little more detail in a moment. Another thing we're going to cover is another obstacle, which is loneliness. And this is a big one. This is a big one for a lot of people on the path. Once you begin to awaken and work and do the journey, it feels very lonely, particularly if people in your life are not on the path as well. We'll talk about that in a second. There's grief. Grief of letting go of the person that you were. As dysfunctional as you were, there's still a necessary mourning period. Robert Bly talks about that. that there's a melancholy, he calls it, when we transition from one way of being to another way of being as we psycho-spiritually evolve. It's necessary to grieve. So there will be some grief, and that may also tie into the doubt and the fear. When we begin to mourn that part of ourself that's dying, it may seem not worth the effort. But once, like a hero, once you're out on the journey, you can't go home again. You can't go backward. You have to move forward. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's part of it, too, is to be comfortable with the uncertainty as you go through this, this journey. So let's talk a little bit about what happens to you when you're on the path. Oftentimes, what will trigger someone to take the step to be on the path is an awareness that the way that you're living does not work anymore. 
that you're too unhappy, that you're too dysfunctional. The call to the path may manifest itself as depression or anxiety or grief itself. But whatever it is, it's a definite feeling that the way that I'm living right now is not okay and something has to change. I'm carrying too much heavy, unnecessary stuff in my bag. I need to pack better. What's really important to note here is that as you move along the path, some people in your life will necessarily fall away. There will be people who cannot understand you anymore, and there may be relationships that were forged when you were not awake and have to necessarily end, or at least shift. I typically tell my clients when they need to cut out people, maybe toxic people from their lives, that it's always good to just leave the door open a crack. Go ahead, close the door, but leave the door open a little crack. Why? Because people change, and people always have the opportunity to wake up and start their own journey. It's the compassionate thing to do. You don't have to, we're going to talk about boundaries in a minute, but you don't have to be a doormat for the people in your life out of obligation. But it certainly makes sense to protect yourself, but leave the opportunity open for that person to return to you. You may find that the job you have or the career you have no longer satisfies you. In fact, may even make you physically ill. I remember my own experience working in corporate America, and I had a pretty decent position in a really lovely company. But I couldn't handle someone else telling me what to do with my time that these were the times I needed to be in the office and these are the days I could take out of the year to do my traveling, for example. So I necessarily had to let go of a very important part of my life that was actually paying my bills. If that's the case, I urge you to do it carefully. Get yourself something else lined up if you can. Find yourself another living situation that doesn't cost as much or whatever it is that you need to do but you may find that your career will fall away. You may find that there are disconnections in your life. You just don't engage in the same way. A lot of this is really just a removal of persona-informed patterns. In other words, the person you were trying to be before you woke up, the person you were being in order to fit in with the rest of the world. So you may find that disengaging and disconnecting, and therefore those things that you were involved in as the persona self necessarily fall away. But what also happens when you're on the path is that there is compassion that comes through you, and the compassion is understanding that others are suffering. So it's not just about protecting yourself from other people or protecting yourself from the toxic people in your life. It's about understanding that those people are also suffering. And here we talk about the boundaries again. So the sense of boundaries, and I don't mean walls. You're not putting up a wall to keep anyone out. You're putting up a loving boundary that says, I understand that you're suffering, but I'm leaving you to your journey, whatever that may be. Whether they're on the path, farther behind on the path than you, or not on the path at all. Leave others to their journey in this life. Doesn't mean you have to hold their hand. It doesn't mean that you need to be a fixer or a caretaker. That's actually insulting 
to the other life form next to you that you're dealing with because it means you don't know how to take care of yourself so I'm going to fix you I'm going to take you along take care of you we all have to walk our own path as the Buddha says no one saves us but ourselves no one can and no one may we ourselves must walk the path so let other people walk their path you can see the beauty in others but you are not responsible for where they are on their path, if they're on a path at all. They may not be on it in this life. Whatever they're here to learn, that's their business. They may feel the same way about you. So who's right? Who's wrong? Who cares? If you have genuine compassion, then you are generating helpful energy in the universe. You are behaving in alignment with love, creative energy, source. Another thing to help you along the path, find your tribe, find your people, find people who elevate you as you elevate them. Let them find you. What does that look like practically? Find some interests that mean something to you, whether that's volunteering or activism or physical exercise or a hiking group or yoga or meditation classes or pottery or whatever it is that you're into, biking. Find the things that interest you and find your people. Be out there. It's not just about having common interests. Not everybody in your biking group may be on the path. I mean, literally, they may be on a path, but not figuratively, not the path we're talking about. So be open, be awake, be aware, but be open to receive and open that compassion in yourself. Waking up is beautiful. It's hard work. It's scary, it's ugly, and it takes a warrior spirit to stick with it. You have to be prepared to walk barefoot in the mud and the sticks, not renting a jeep and driving along saying, hey, I'm on the path, catch you at the club. You know, it's not that. You can't bypass this. It's hard work. It's slow work. And along the path, there are some illuminating warp speed moments that will propel you forward. That does happen. But even those take time to achieve. So trust that this path, which is inherently yours and no one else's, is a beautiful and necessary adventure. Return to that knowledge of source. Return home to that connection. That will fuel you. Surrender to it when you feel tired. That's the work. That's the path. Honor it. Honor each other because ultimately we are all travelers. Until next time, many blessings on your path. I'm Rachel Astarte. Thank you for joining me on Self Talk. Aho. Uh -huh.